Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. All right, God bless you in the name of the Lord. We're so grateful to be with you on today. I hope and pray that all is well with you and your family on today. That is my desire. Uh, for you, brothers and sisters, uh, John said uh, in John, he said, brothers, I wished above all things that thou would uh, prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosperous. In other words, John wished God's people well. And I, too, I wish God's people well on today. Well, of course, we know they're on the other side. Uh, there's our enemy, our adversary, which is the devil. He do not wish us well. He said, matter of fact. The scripture said that he come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I want you to believe that today, that he come to do exactly that, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Kill, ultimately, Satan desire, his role ultimately is to do away with you and I, to do away with God's people. Why? Because, see, you have to understand the whole story. Uh, Satan is angry with God. And he wanted to become God himself. And so since he couldn't become God or take God's place, he go about to make war with everybody that have association or or any kind of contact or relationship with God. He goes to war with God's people. That's just the way the enemy works. Can't touch God, but he said, well, I get his children. And so we got to be prayerful. Because the devil is on our track. But you know what? As long as God is on our side, amen, we really don't have uh, anything to worry about. As long as we stay connected to God. But I want you to know, the devil is angry with God and with God's children. And so he's going to try to attack us in any way that he can. If the devil can't, I use it as a family. If the devil can't get to you, he'll try to get to your children. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Uh, That's the way the world works. The world is so ruthless now. People get angry at you. And uh, if they can't get next to you, they'll try to hurt something that's close to you. Uh, That might be your children or your relative. That's the way the enemy works. Well, today we're going to get into the word. And I want to use for a subject matter today. Uh, What season are you in? What season are you in? When I think about season, me being, uh, uh, I understand seasons. I understand uh, being a country boy. I I say that often. And I'm proud to say that, well, I was born in the country. But I understand season. I understand harvest. Uh, My dad was a farmer. We grew uh, corn, cotton, peas, okra. You name it, we grew it. Everything you get out of the store, my dad planted it and put it in. Put it in the ground. So I understand that. Uh, everything, pretty much everything, watermelons, you name it, we grew it. And uh, so I understand that. And so I want to talk to you just a little bit today about seasons. Season. And if you don't understand, if you understand season, you understand where you are in life. God often, often equates uh, season with, with his people. God used season to let us know how he operates. And uh, it's good to know what season you are in in life. 
And also, I, I, I use the analogy of season to determine uh, uh, our life for his, uh, our age, young people, middle-aged people, and older people. It all ends up, and you can see how season work with it. Uh, young children just being born, uh, you would say, well, that, that, that will be springtime. You know, just like the flower bloom in the spring. As they grow on and become a uh, young adult, adolescent, uh, we would say, well, that, that would be like summertime. And then as they grow on, uh, as summer goes on uh, and get older, uh, like we, it's summer is about to end now. We're getting ready to go into another season, fall. But then you see the flowers begin to die off. And this is the way our life is. Our life the same way. But let's look at the word of God and it helps us. What season are you in today? I want to go to the book of Genesis. I want to read a little bit about the season when God began uh, calling the earth and its creation in order. Genesis chapter 1. In this particular book, you know, uh, chapter, you will see when God, how he created this universe, he had to call things in order. Place them in order. Tell things what they should do, where they're going to be at. Uh, give them, giving everything their, their assignment, if y'all will. I just want to teach just a little bit today. Giving everything is assignment. And this is something that I find in life that people, they don't, uh, many folks, they don't know their assignment. I, I, I'm, I'm, I can relate to that because where I work, uh, each and every one of us that work there, we all have a different assignment. Uh, my assignment may be to go here. Someone else's assignment may be to go there. And they don't get them mixed up. And uh, But anyway, uh, looking at Genesis chapter 1, I want to begin reading verse 1 down to verse 21. And this will give you a good idea of how God called creation into order. Okay? I read it several times. And each time I read it, it just amazed me more and more. Verse 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's a big statement within itself. In the beginning, before everything, anything else happened, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2 said, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. Now look at it, verse 2. He said the earth was without form. So this was one great big uh, uh, earth that didn't have no shape, no size, no nothing. God had to just form it. You know, he had to just form it. Uh, put this over there and this over there and you just shape it up. You ever seen anything without a form or without a shape or form? Well, you can take Play-Doh where you pull it out of the bottle, out of the can or whatever it might be in it's just come out it might be uh, uh there's no form you can form it and shape it into what you want to do that's the way the earth was the earth didn't have no form it didn't have no shape god shaped it and scooped it out scooped out the rivers made the mountain made the tree okay so it says without a form and uh then it said and darkness verse now that part darkness was upon the face of the deep at one time there were total darkness here it is a uh, planet earth no form, void, and total blackness. What can live in total darkness? So God is calling creation together. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Verse 3 says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. See, he called in creation to order. There's darkness. 
This is too much darkness. Nothing can live. Nothing can survive. Let there be some light. So God said, let there be light. And there was light. Verse 4 says, and God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from darkness. And we have that until this day. Night is night. Light is light. So they are divided. We are experiencing light right now, right? So we don't have light and darkness all mixed in together. Where this light now, after a while, a cloud of darkness is going to blow through here. Going no, no, they're divided. They're divided. When it's night, it's night. And when it's light, is light. They never mix. They never blend together. So they are divided by God who call, who is called and did call creation into order. Now look at verse 5. And God called the light day. So it's daytime. And the darkness he called night. Y'all got that. It's pretty very simple. And the evening and the morning was the first day. And God said that there be firmaments in the midst of the water. And let it divide the waters from the water. So God dividing the sky from the water, the firmaments, the firmaments, he divided the waters. Of course, the waters have to be divided. Of course, there's waters in the sky. Water in the sky. And then there's water on the earth. So God divide these waters. Y'all follow what I'm saying? And God said, let there be, okay, verse 6, 7 said, and God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the water which was above the firmament and it was so he divided the waters verse 8 said and God called the firmaments heaven the sky okay the heaven the upper and the evening and the morning was the what second day now notice what's going on and God said let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear, and it was so. So there was water under the heavens, water above the heavens, but they were divided, and, God, and it was so. Verse 10 says, And God called the dry land earth, and the, and the gathering together of the waters called he, see, called he sees, and God saw that it was good. So you understand God is forming everything. You know, now, if you notice how God is forming everything, this earth was void and without form. He's forming it together. What do you think about your life and my life? When we come in this world, we don't have the finest idea of what we what we all about and what we got to do. God, our life was void and, without, and don't have no form, no shape. We don't know nothing. God got the form. As we grow, he shapes us and forms us into what he wants to be. All right. So he's forming us now. He's shaping us now, just like he did planet Earth. And, you know, I don't know about you, but but I thank God what he has shaped my life to be. Amen. What about you? I thank God when I look at my life, the past and where it is now, what God has shaped. Uh, not only I, I, I'm pleased with it. I pray of God Almighty is pleased with it because he shaped it to be that way. OK, that makes sense in the body. Now, look at verse 10. Did I read that? And God called dry land earth, yes. And he gathered together, okay, the water and the seas. And he, called, he said, what's good? Verse 11 said, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass. Mm -hmm. Bring in earth, bring in, everything is coming together. And herb yielding seeds. And the fruit trees yielding fruit after its kind. 
whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. So God is calling things together, setting it up, setting it up. All right, verse 12 says, And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seeds after its kind, and the trees yield fruit, uh, yielding fruits whose seed within itself after its kind, and God saw that it was good. You know everything God do, uh, 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 he's, after that he said he saw it and he said it was good. So when I think about that, everything God created, he created the mountain, created this old world, he created the sea, scooped and formed and everything, put the trees here, the waters here, the sky there, and everything. And he said, it was good. Yeah. Well, we, we, we're not going to, we're going to get on down further into it and we'll see. That lets me know everything that God made is good. Yeah. God made you and God made me. So what are we going to say? I'm good. God, well, I heard somebody say, when God made me, he didn't make no junk. No, he did not. He did not. All of God's people, are, we are beautifully made because God made us. And God don't make no junk. And you know what? God made, all of us are good. But sometimes God have to uh, uh, bring out the good that might be in us, that, that is in us, rather, uh, for people to see it. Sometimes folk I met and I seen folk and, and, and we have said, oh, he's bad. He's a bad boy. He's a bad, she's a bad girl. But you know what? Some people, they, they are diamond in the rough. You never found a diamond. Those people that dig in the ground, the earth for diamonds and gold, a diamond in, within itself does not have the, the attractiveness that we have when we go to the store and buy that ring and put it on our finger. You don't know what they got to do to get that diamond to shine. You don't know what they got to do to get that, 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 I mean, the sparkle and that gold to shine. What they go through, it got to be buffed and rubbed and polished. And my goodness, it's beautiful. I like to have one right about now. <laughs> but, you know, when, when man get through working with it, it's, it's worth something. And so when I look at people, when God looks at people, never look, I learned, never look down on anybody because they, they, they may be a little diamond in the rough. They just need a little polishing, a little buffing. But when God get through with us, somebody said, we shall come forth at pure gold. God, somebody said, God ain't through with me. I'm going through a little summer. God not through. When God get through with us, we're going to be, we gonna be beautiful. And, amen. We're going to be just what God told us to be. All right, let's finish reading. I want to get down to verse 21. Now, uh, verse, uh, I stopped at, okay, 14. Did I stop at 15? 12. I read 12. Okay, in the evening in the morning was the, was the third day, verse 13. And 14 said, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let there be signs. Check this out. Let there be signs and for seasons and for days and for years. In other words, they're going to be months. They're going to be weeks. They're going to be days. They're going to be years. This God's calling everything into order here. So this is how we get our day one. This is how we get our, our, our seven days. Then that's a week. Then how we get 30 days or 31 days. That represents our months. And then we get so many days uh, within a year. Uh, that gives us a year. So there's seasons and years. Okay. Verse 15 says, let, let them 
uh, be for lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon earth. And it was so. Verse 16 said, and God made two great lights. Y'all know what they were. Uh, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also. So to the two great lights would be the sun and the moon, right? So the moon going to rule at night and the sun is going to shine in the daytime and rule in the day. You know what? And everything God made, it was good. And I know that and it, and it knows its place. Everything is in place but us. But we get in there. I noticed the sun never takes over the moon. And the moon never show up in the daytime trying to take over the sun. It, when God put them in place, they, they were they supposed to be. So these two great lights, one for the night and one for the day, they there. And then he made the stars also. Y'all see that? So we got the three lights. We got the sun, the moon, and the stars. The stars really can't take over the sun. The sun really don't even rather, uh, you know, uh, uh, deal with the moon nor the stars. Or everything is in their place. So God is setting up his order, the, uh, uh, the order of creation. All right. Look at this verse number 17. Well, no, no, no. We're 18, right? And to rule by day. Okay. And to rule over the day and the night. In the valley of the night from dark, verse 19. And the evening in the morning was the, th it was the fourth day. Verse 20 said, And God said, Let the water, let the water bring forth abundance, abundantly, and moving creatures. Now we're getting into moving things that has life and fowls that may that may uh, fly above the earth in the opening firmaments of heaven. Verse 21 said, And God created whales and every living thing that moveth, uh, which which the water brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged creature after it kind. And God said it was so. So you see here, brothers and sisters, what am I getting at? God is calling creation together. He giving divine order to creation. And so what I'm saying is we understand seasons now. Season, the light, darkness, uh, the waters, the, the living things God is creating season. Now, come and go with me a little further. Uh, I want to explain just a little bit more about season. So I ask you, what season are you in? Now, look at the eighth chapter. We're still in the book of Genesis, if you will. Genesis, the eighth chapter. Turn on a few pages. Now, this is something that uh, we all must understand in creation. This is very, very important right here. If you don't understand nothing else, you have to understand seasons. It's so important. God, people, you have to understand seasons. Genesis 8 and verse number 22. God said this right here. While the earth remaineth, the longest planet earth is here. Here's what it's going to be. Seed time and harvest. So you got to come there. Well, I'm going to read it all, then we'll come back to it. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. So as long as planet earth is here, is so planet earth still here? It's here today, right? Yeah. I think we're still sitting on planet earth. Yeah. Okay, so as long as the earth is here, God said, here's, here's the way life is going to be set up. Seed time and harvest, comma, stop right there. So as long as the earth is here, there's going to always be seed time 
and harvest. What is God saying? He calling, he calling creation together. He said, showing you how life really works. You will really know how to live life to the fullest until you understand how it works. Seed time and harvest. Being a country boy, I get it. And I hope y'all get it too. Seed time. Somebody said seed time. Somebody said harvest. Now, a lot of people want to enjoy harvest. But they don't want to, they don't want to plant nothing. They don't understand seed time. I get it well because I've seen my daddy plant corn. I've seen him plant cotton. I've seen him plant okra, butter beans, and squash, and cabbages, and watermelons, and and. Uh, uh, corn and, and you name it I seen him seed time I understood that when he planted all that stuff put the seed in the ground then later harvest came and we went out and reaped the benefit of seed time this is how life really works if you really want to be blessed in life you got to understand seed time and harvest you can't go to harvest without dealing with seed time. If you don't deal with seed time, there will be no harvest. It ain't going to be no corn and okra and butter beans and squash and all that good stuff if you don't plant a seed. You got to understand that in life. Everybody want to be blessed, but don't nobody want to plant a seed. Everybody want a good life, but you got to do something. You got to do your work. Everybody got to do your homework. I was talking to a man the other day, and he was telling me uh, he's trying to talk to his wife about the Lord, and he said, and he says he been preaching to her and telling him about the Lord. God is good, and and you need to pray about some things you're going through in life, and some of your things you're dealing with, your struggle. Pray about it, baby. Pray about it. And she said, I've been praying. I've been praying. I ain't got no answer yet. I ain't got no answer. So she stopped praying. So they want the harvest, but they don't want the seed. But you got to understand, you got to pray. And you keep on planting that seed. Keep on planting the seed. Don't stop planting the seed. And I noticed even in planting the seed, uh, 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 there, there's something I plant a seed. I've seen my dad plant seeds, and I've seen sometimes, but he planted so many. There was, there was some seed. There might have been a strip right here in the road. He might have planted some cotton here and all down the road planted cotton with the cotton with that planter. But there sometimes there was a skip. Uh, some would grow right here and there was a skip right here. And then it started growing right here and growing, growing, growing a long row. And then there might be another skip. And that's the way things do. So you just can't plant one seed. That's why I said somebody said pray to something happen. Folk want to pray and nothing happened. They stop praying. So you, 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 you got to plant some seeds in the ground. Keep on praying. Don't stop praying. Don't stop until you get results. Well, I prayed and asked the Lord to help me with my struggle. And I'm still struggling. Keep on praying, my friend. You got to plant many seeds. The more seeds you plant, the more harvest you have. You mean you just going to plant one seed and look for something? You got to plant a lot of seeds. So as we grow through life, life is all about planting seed. Plant seeds here. Plant seeds. Everywhere you go, plant seed. Help somebody. I'm planting a seed. Show somebody some love. I'm planting a seed. Do some good deeds. I'm planting a seed. Whatever you do in life, you're planting seeds as you go along. And behold, somewhere down the road, you're going to reach some of that stuff that you sold. That makes sense to anybody. But somebody that go through life, they don't help nobody. They don't want to do nothing for nobody. They won't plant no seed, but they want everything. 
You, it don't work like that. We have to understand how life really works. You got to plant some seeds, y'all. You got to plant some seeds. Now, look back at verse 22. The Lord said, while the earth remaining. That's why I try to do as much good as I can. I try to help everybody I can. And, not, and, and I tell you what, I don't just try to help the same person. I want to invest all my seeds. And, and, and you know, I ain't going to put all my seeds in one ground, one hole. Now, I notice when you plant a seed, if you read that box, I plant some. Uh, my garden didn't do that well this year. But I noticed on the back of I planted some cucumbers, I planted some cantaloupes, I planted some watermelons. And I noticed I looked at uh, the seed package. It tell you how many to put in the ground. It said put two or three in, in, in this holding and move over so far. You put two or three in that holding and move over so far. Put two or three in that hole. But it never said put the whole package in the same hole. Y'all see what I'm saying? You don't put all the seeds in the same hole. So what is God saying right here to us today? You 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 gonna help many folks as you live in this life. You there gonna be a lot of folk that you gonna help. So don't plant all your seeds in the same hole. Help help as many folks as God bless you to help. And somewhere down the road, you're going to get a harvest. You're going to get a harvest. Well, I, I, I put some in this hole where did nothing come up. But I put some in the next one. Man, I got cucumbers. I put some in this one. Man, that seemed like something went wrong there. But the next one, I got watermelon. So you, you never, you, uh, one man told me, he said, Tama, never put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> Don't put all your eggs in one basket. You plant seeds. Just plant them everywhere you go. Help as many folks as you can. I'm going to tell you, somewhere, something going to come up. Amen. Somebody said, but well, nobody never help me. Did you plant some seeds? How many seeds did you plant? Well, I helped the old man the other day. Oh, you just helped one? How many seeds you plant? <laughs> Keep on planting some seeds, my brother. Keep on planting some seeds, my sister. So, look at this again. Then we're going to move on. Ain't going to hold you long today. While the earth remains, and it ain't going, the earth ain't going nowhere. Here what we're going to deal with. Seed time and harvest. As long as this earth is here, God said it's going to be cold, and then it's going to be heat. As long as the earth is here, it's going to be summertime, and it's going to be wintertime. And as long as the earth is here, it's going to be daytime and it's going to be night. God says, shall not cease. It ain't going to stop. It going to, that's, that's the way life is set up. That's the way it's designed. It's going to be that way. Y'all follow what I'm saying? That's the way life is. And so when you learn how life works, then you, 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 you can understand how things are going to happen in life. So he said, okay, so just understand that. We have to plant seeds. Seed time and harvest. So important. Now, that is so important. That's so in key. That's, that's key. I want you to understand. Seed time and harvest. It's going to be cold. It's going to be hot. Okay, we're experiencing, we're experiencing heat now. But you know what? We're getting ready to go into some cold after a while. We're getting ready to go into the cold. Because God has set up creation. And this is the way life works. So this is the way I do in life. I try to do as much as good as I can as I go around in life because I'm planting seeds. And one day, some of this stuff going to come up and we're going to have a harvest. Remember, no seed, no harvest. Everybody want a harvest, right? I know y'all want a harvest. I want one. Well, we've got to do some work on the front end. Got to plant a seed. Okay? All right. Let's go just a little bit further. Uh, when, when I think about, as I said back to the question, what season are you in? 
We can I think about the sports world. Everybody can deal, deal with sports. Everybody likes sports, basketball, football, you name the sports, or tennis, or you, you just name the sport. Where we just talk about basketball, I, you heard coaches as they talk about the season in life. Season in life, you know, I mean, they think about football, baseball. You hear coaches say when they talk about how the team is uh, doing, they'll say, well, this team got a, it's a winning season. They are, uh, are 17 and 4. They are, are, are 10 and 1. Uh, then they have some team they run have a good winning a good winning streak. They might be 19 and 0. What do you mean? 19 wins, zero loss. 10 wins and 2 loss. They're looking at their seasons. But a very few teams have a, a, a complete winning season from, from the first game to the, to the last game. There, there, no team, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know of one. It may be possibly, but we can understand the season. So we can say this coach had a winning season. Man, they, on a, they, they played uh, 21 games and only lost two. That's a winning season. So what season are you in? When you think about the game of life that you're in right now, you lose some, you win some. Y'all follow what I'm saying? You're going to lose some, you're going to win some. But, but thank God. Somebody said, well, uh, I, I thank God for my life right now. Uh, uh, you know, when we think about, as the song go, uh, we up and down in life. And uh, some of the things we go through in life, but they say, well, I, I want the song say, I won't complain because my, my good days outweigh my bad days. I won't complain. Y'all know how the song go, right? So in other words, they're thinking about their season. So in their life, they had some rough times, but they had some good times and the good outweigh the bad. So that's a good season. So what season are you in? Somebody said, well, it's kind of rough right now. But you think about the good time that you have had. And you think about the good time that's look at, it's in front of you. That's what it's in front of us that we're going to enjoy. So we still, when we add it all up, we can say, my good days outweigh my bad days and I won't complain. What season are you in? You may be going through a little something right now, but it ain't going to last that long. Remember, life is divided up into seasons, four seasons, summer, winter, spring, fall, right? It ain't going to be winter all time. Right? Because it, they're, they're, they're for a season. It's not going to be summer all time because we're dealing with season. It's not going to be spring all time because we're dealing with season. So whatever, whatever you are in life right now, it's not going to stay that way always because life is set up and based on what? Seasons. Okay. And we have to learn to thank God for whatever season we might be in. So I don't know what season you might be in right now, but whatever season you're in, thank God. The Bible said, in all things do what? Give thanks. If you're in a season right now of, 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 of things are just working for you, just give thanks. When you're in a season where things are just rough right now, just give thanks. It's not going to be that way. Things will not stay that way always because life is based and set up on seasons. And I understand that. I go through some rough times sometimes. What we have to do, praise your way through. We had a little rough. Just get you a song. Get you one of them kitchen songs or whatever song, whatever you want to do. Just get you something. Just praise your way through. It's set up on season. Don't you let this stuff get you down. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Don't you let life get you down because you may be going through a little rough right now. 
Amen. And that's what the devil want, want us to want to happen to all of us. Get discouraged, throw up your hands, and just quit. Well, I I I tried. That's what the devil wants to want to hear. I tried. I just I just I just throw up my hands and quit. Don't you ever quit. Don't you ever let life get you down. And don't you ever forget about uh, 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 your, your, your worth. Everybody got to know their self-worth. You ever heard like that before? Your self-worth. Uh, when I think about my self-worth and your self-worth, that just give me so much encouragement. You are somebody. You are somebody. Every, every, every one of you that are in here today, you are somebody. And I want you to know you are special and, uh, and you are loved. And you mean a lot to somebody. If you don't think so, just, 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 just show up and be missing. And the person that, that, that you mean so much to in life, their heart could be aching. And they can be grieving. And they can be going through. You are somebody. You are love. All of us. The, the littlest one in here, Parker. The littlest one in here. Parker is, he, 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 there's a worth that goes along with him. And, 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 you know, we have to understand that. And you have to feel that way and know that way. I am somebody. I have a self-worth. Don't ever allow the enemy to make you lose your self-worth. You are somebody. Okay, I got a little something I want to read. Uh, a friend of mine sent me something, and I, and I thought this was good, uh, talking about self-worth. You know, you got to understand your self-worth, uh, and that's very, very important. You got that for me, Mr. Johnson? Okay. Self, uh, knowing your self-worth. Uh, and when you know your self-worth, uh, you can have the confidence in, in yourself that you need to have in yourself, okay? I'm somebody, I'm worth something. Don't let the devil tell you you're nobody, you don't worth anything. Uh, you know, don't work like that. Okay, you got it now. I got a little something I want to read to you. A, a friend of mine sent me. And I thought this was so, so good explaining about uh, uh, your self-worth. Know, know, your, know your worth. That's what it is. Know your worth. That's what she entitled. Let me read this to you and then we're going we gonna to move on. It said, know your worth. All right, check this out. It said, a father said to his daughter, you have graduated with honors. Here's a car I bought many years ago. It is pretty old, but before I give it to you, take it to the used car lot downtown and tell them I want to sell it and see how much they offer you for it. The daughter went to the used car lot, returned to her father and said, they offered me $1,000 because he said it looked pretty worn out. The father said, now take it to a pawn shop. The daughter went to the pawn shop. And returned to her father and said, the pawn shop offered me only $100 because it is an old car. The father asked his daughter to go to a car club now and show them the car. The daughter then took the car to the club, returned and told her father, some people in the club offered me uh, $100,000 because it, for it, oh, let me see, let me read it again. Uh, the father asked the daughter to go to the car club now and show them the car. The daughter then took the car to the club, returned and told her father. Some people in the club offered $100,000 for it because it is a Nissan Sky, Skyline R34. It is an iconic car and sold and sought by many collectors. Now the father said, uh, said this to the daughter. 
the right place, value you the right way. If you are not valued, do not be angry. It means you are not you are in the wrong place. Those who know your value are those who appreciate you. Never stay in a place where no one sees your value. That makes sense. Never stay in a place anywhere where people don't see your value. All of you are valuable. Know yourself where don't ever let anybody think that you are not valuable. All of God's people are valuable. So she went to one place. They said it wasn't worth very much. Went to another place. It wasn't very much. But when you went to the right place, it was valuable, right? $100,000. So what I'm saying is sometimes you got to know your worth. People may make you think you you not doing anything. You ain't worth nothing. What you have to do is just you get rid of right somebody. And they will value you. They'll let you know you are valuable. You are worth something in life. You got to get with the right crowd. And so we, 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 so understanding season and knowing your worth is very important in life. So when I think about that in life, I've been around people. Man, I know I worked hard. I know I was doing a great job. But they never said it. They never said, man, you've done a great job. You're doing good. Keep up the good work. I appreciate you. And you know what? And when I get when I get around those people after so long, and you and I know I'm doing the best I can do, and you never commend me, now I know I'm in the wrong place. I got to make a move. That makes sense, anybody? It's time to make a move. And I've been around folks appreciate what I was doing. I had one man told me on one job. He's a Thomas man. You, I, I appreciate you working here. I wish I had a hundred just like you. I said, Wow! Now he appreciated my worth and what I was doing. Yeah, he valued me. Never hang around people that don't value you. Surround yourself with people that that appreciate you and value you. That makes sense to anybody. Now, let me read one more article, then one more scripture, then we're gonna I'm gonna let you go. Come to the New Testament. What season are you in? It's very, very important knowing what season you're in. I thank God now uh for my life and the season that I, I'm in right now, God know really when to bless each and every one of you. He know really when to, 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 to bless you with the, the desires of your life. Whatever you've been praying for, God know when to drop it on you. And so sometimes we be praying, we praying. Don't, don't stop praying. God know when to give it to you. God go, He know when to elevate you and to bring you up in life. And so he's not going to do it until time comes. That's why he. That's why he works with season. So, you know, he wait. And, and a lot of us, I can say right now that the, the point uh, where I'm in in my life, I'm at a stage now in my life. I re, I'm really enjoying the blessings of God. And I read in the Bible, God said a, a, a lot of many folks that He was going to bless them. As you get older, as you get older, uh, your your older days supposed to be some of your best days. Y'all see what I'm saying? Your older days will be your best days. And the older I get, the better it gets. And I just said, Lord, thank you. When I was young, raising these children, it was rough. It was hard. I had to work hard, go to work every day and work hard. It was, it was rough. But you know what? It ain't like that now. It ain't like that now. So John cook if she wants. She don't want to cook. We can go get something. So what I'm saying, our older days got a whole lot better. Well, I'm saying some of y'all hang on in there. It's going it to get right. It's going to line up. God's going to bless you. Yeah. 
you know, you know, some day uh, uh, earlier, we had to maybe either I got a biscuit, she got a biscuit. Now, if she want two, she can eat two. But I encourage her, don't eat two. <laughs> Hold on now. Don't eat it because it's here. We might pay for it later on. But so as you all live and go on in life, things are going to get better. Um, especially for you young people. Hang on in there. It's going to get better and better as you get older. You know, don't you don't God gonna not gonna drop it all on you right now. I'm gonna show it to you right here in the word. Then I'm gonna let you go. Now Saint Matthew, the uh sixth chapter. I said sixth chapter, right? Sixth chapter in verse number twenty five. And we're gonna read down to verse twenty thirty four. Now, I want you to understand, we're talking about season. Life is divided up into season. God knows when to bless you. It ain't going to be rough all the time. It ain't going to be good all the time. It ain't going to be hard all the time. It's seasons. And you got to pray and ask God to show you and help you understand season where you are. So no matter where you are, don't worry about it. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Don't worry about it. Just pray and be thankful. Don't worry about it. It's going to get better. Now, uh, verse 25. Let's start right there. Check this out. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. There it is. What you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body. What you shall put on is not life more than meat and the body than raiment. So what the Lord is saying to the people right here, he says, don't worry about life. We go through life. We worry about everything. We worry about today. We worry about tomorrow. We worry about next year. I don't know what we're going to do next year. Next year hadn't got here. This passage right here, I'm going to show you when we get to reading. This passage teaches us to, 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 to live day by day. That's what we, in other words, this passage is going to teach us that we live one day at a time. There it is. Thank you, Lord. And that's what we're supposed to do. Live one day at a time. Don't worry about next week. What am I going to do next week? What am I going to do next month? Next month hadn't got here. Live one day at a time. The song say, one day at a time, dear Jesus. That's all I asked of you. One day at a time. And we worry about, well, next year we're going to have to move. Next year you even got here. Enjoy the day. Enjoy today. Okay? One day at a time. This is what this pastor is going to teach us. Let's go. So he said, now the Lord said, he said, now take no thought for your life. Don't worry about it. God got you. Somebody said, God got you. Or what you're going to eat, God got you. What are we going to eat? I know I, I be at work sometime and I be hungry, about to get off. I used to always call home. Wife used to get on me all the time. She said, sometime before I ask her how she doing, what come out of my, my mouth, the first thing come out of my mouth, I said, what are we going to eat? <laughs> she said, you won't know what you're going to eat before you ask me what I'm doing, how I'm doing. I said, well, I know you're doing good and everything, but what are we going to eat this evening? Uh, and so, but God said, uh, don't don't worry about that stuff. Don't worry about that. We worry about things, these little frivolous things. We don't worry about it. God got you. You're gonna be just fine. Okay, let's go on just a bit further. I'm gonna let you go. He said now, verse 26 said, Behold the fowls of the air, those are the birds, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bonds, yet your heavenly father feed them. Are ye not much more than they? When I when I read that man, the light comes on. God said, when you think about the fowls of the air, the bird, you you think you think brother bird and sister bird worrying about their next meal? No. <laughs> well, they're gonna brother bird. He ain't worried about what he gonna eat this evening. 
Man, all they going to do is just fly and God going to provide. And we need to be like Brother Bird and Sister Bird. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's going to work out because God got, got you. He said, God, they, he said, they, look at what he said about Brother Bird. He said, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor do they get into barn. You ever seen Brother Bird build a barn somewhere where it got a lot of corn in it and a lot of stuff in it? No, no. Brother Bird eat day by day. Day by day, Brother Bird eating, Sister Bird. What are we going to eat this morning? Well, just, just fly on over there and, and there's a big old juicy worm. Somebody just cut the grass and he crawling across the grass. Mr. Bird got his breakfast. So wait, so he said, God got them and he said, are ye not much better than, than they? And so when I look at that, I, I, I say to myself, I know my self-worth. I'm worth more than Brother Bird. I ain't putting Brother Bird down, Sister Bird down. But I know my life is more valuable than a bird. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I know my worth is more than a bird. If God provide for the bird, I know good and well he'll provide for me. If he provide for a bird, I know God will provide for you. He said, are ye not much better than they? And the answer is yes. Of course you are. So why are you worried? Why are you stressing? You better than them and God take care of them. God got you. Verse 27. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his statue. No, none of us can. By taking thought, we can't add anything. Okay, verse 28 says, And why take ye thought for raiment? That's clothing. Somebody, where, what am I put on? Where am I going to wear? God said, he, he told us this. He said, Consider the lily of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. So God said, look at the lily of the field. They ain't worried about nothing, but Solomon was a wealthy man. But Solomon, did, he, couldn't, he had no clothing, no raiment. It was beautiful as the lily of the field. Couldn't compare it to it. So don't worry about these things. Now check this out, verse 30. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more close ye, close you, O ye of little faith? So if God take care of that, don't you know he'll take care of us? O ye of little faith, let's not be in that category. O ye of little faith, Lord, increase my faith. Verse 31 says, Therefore take no thought, saying, What we shall eat, or what we shall drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed. He said, don't take no thought about those things. Verse 32 said, for all these things do the Gentiles seek. Now, the Gentiles were the, the, considered the heathen people of the world. These, these people was considered the outcasts, the, the, the worldly people. For all these things do the Gentiles seek. They want to know what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, and what we're going to put on. So let's not be in that category as, like the Gentiles uh, were. Uh, verse, then it goes on to say, For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of these things. That is so key. That is so important. He said, Your heavenly Father know you need these things. God know. He already know. Somebody said, He already know. He already know you need shoes. He already know you need the rent paid. He already know you need money for the light bill. He already know you need money for the grocery. He already know that you need these things. He already know these things. So what kind of God is he? He knows these things and he won't make provision for it. 
the blessing is right around the corner. It's right around the corner. What season are you in? Knowing where we are and what we're worth. We are God's children. God, I want you to understand that God loves you. But check this out. He's for your heavenly father. I know you need these things. In verse 33, just put the icing on the cake. And here's what God said I want you to do. He said now, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. We really need to get it interested, more interested in the God thing. If you get interested, I guarantee it's right here in the word. If we would just get involved and get interested in the God thing, he said, and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So the thing that most concerns us in life, so a roof over our head, food and clothing, the thing that we are really concerned about, if we would just stop being so concerned about it and get it involved in the, the God thing, those things will fall in place. When you take care of God's business, he's going to take care of yours. Amen, somebody. So he said, first, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Do the God thing, and God got you. All these things. Notice what he said in the latter part of it. I like that. The way my preacher explained it to me. He said, uh, righteous, and all these things shall be added unto you. Y'all, somebody say that. And all these things shall be added unto you. Y'all see that? All these things that you're worried about shall be added unto you. Now, understanding the season. And here's the way my bishop explained to me. He said, God work with season. All these things that you want shall be added unto you. Now, he said, add it. Somebody said, add it. Add it unto you. See what I'm saying? Add it unto you. It's going to be added unto you. you. You know what that means. It's going to be added unto you. Now, when, you, when you're dealing with uh, uh, arithmetic, you got algebra, you got geometry, and you got trigonometry, and then you got, you, you, you got addition, you got, uh, uh, you know, the multiple table, all that kind of stuff. Now, he didn't say it's going to be multiplied. He said it's going to be added. Yeah. Now, uh, when you look at the multiple table, uh, nine times nine, I, 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 I know a little bit about the timetables. Parker, you, you, you know the timetables, right? Nine times nine is 81. What's five times five is what? 25. What's two times five? What? 10. You know, that's, that's multiplying, right? Well, God didn't say he's going to multiply these things unto us. He said they're going to be added. Now, additional, that means plus. Two plus two is four. Five plus five is 10. 10 plus 10 is 20. He said these things are going to be added to you in life. So addition is the slower form of the multiple tables of all the arithmetic and stuff going on. Addition is going to be added. Well, you look at, well, look at it like this right here. Well, husband and wife, it's just them. Next year, they're going to have an addition. Got a baby. Okay. So there's one, right? Okay. The next year, they got another addition. Well, have another baby. That's two. The next year, maybe they got twins. Okay, now it's four. So God said, he, these things in life are going to be added unto you. Now, he's not just going to drop everything on you like that. You know, he ain't going to make you rich overnight. No. It's best to let God bring you up the right way, slow and easy and right, so you can handle these things as he give them to you. He bless you a little right here. He going to bless you a little over here. He going to bless you a little right there. He going to bless you over there. God said, bless coming in, bless going out. But if he drop all this stuff on you at one, you you go crazy. You, you probably run off and leave God. God give it to you slow and easy so you can handle it. But most of us, we want it right now. I want it right now. I want a big house. I want a car so long it needs hinges to turn around the corner. And I want my bank account full. 
I want it right now. But these things take time. And I was telling the man to encourage his wife as she prayed. She was saying, I prayed to the Lord. I said, look, these things take time. And sometimes things, it's a process. Even when we're going through healing in our life, you need healing in your body. Well, I've been praying for this old author. I've been praying about my side. I've been praying about what I'm going through. These things, it's a, it's life is a process. And it, it takes time. And we got to learn to work with God because God is a God to work with time. Yeah, he can do it right there. Bam, boom. He can do it like that. But he don't always do it like that. God brings us up the right way so we can handle it. So he said, these things shall be added unto you. So whatever it is in life, thank God for your season. It's going to be added unto you. And you're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it. God is good. What season are you in? Thank God for whatever season you're in. Just be thankful right now. I thank God for the season that I'm in right now. Y'all, God, God, I want you to understand that God got you. Now, look at the ladder, bro. I'm going to let you go. Verse 34 says, he said, take no thought for tomorrow. See, there it is. Don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficiency unto the day is the evil thereof. And what that means right there, he said, we need to learn to live one day at a time. One day at a time. That's what he's saying in that verse. One day at a time. God got you. I want you to understand that, brothers and sisters, that God got you. As you live, it's going to get better. Things are going to get better. Because it can't stay this way always. Give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.